It's time to drop the puck. Time for the Nightcap. Your home for news and insider info on your Vegas Golden Knights and the NHL. Let's hear from the goalie. Here's Lindsey Brown. Hey, how are you? Welcome, welcome to another installment of the Nightcap. We appreciate you choosing to join us to talk some Golden Knights hockey tonight via the CBS Sports Radio 1140 Signal or streaming on the Radio.com app. My name is Lindsey Brown, your host, always and forever on the Nightcap. And joining me tonight for the show, for the second week in a row, the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Quigley. Emphasis on legend. Emphasis yes. on legend. I'm back. You are back. It's fun to be back. Before we get forget Ryan, where can we find all of your <laughs> mini silent moving pictures? Well, also known as GIFs, in case anybody doesn't know what they or are. Or some of the people who are wrong, and they call them GIFs, but that's a you know different story. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RP underscore Quigs. Excellent. So do that. Yes. Give me the, uh, the old follow button. Yes, and after you finish up following Ryan, you can follow me at Lindsey Brown 35. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. That's the correct way to spell it. And then brown like the color. And then the numerical value of 35. Before we get really into the deep, nitty-gritty stuff on the Nightcap show here, we have a content consumption update, Ryan. It's another very big day for us at the Nightcap show. Uh, Always a big day. In a string of very big days that have already happened and will happen in the future. Uh, But starting with this show, within 24 hours and henceforth, you will be able to not only subscribe, download, listen to all of the Nightcap-related content, everything on Apple Podcasts. We are going big places. <gasps> big, where is that rap air horn? Come on. Yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> that works. That works. Thank you, Mark, very much. All right, now we got all the, the, the housekeeping business out of the way. From now on in that situation, I could just do my, uh, my heavy metal throat scream. Like... You know, I would like you I to could... share, but do not do it directly into the mic. Oh, no, not now. Okay. No. All no. right. Later There's on. There's a time and a place. There, not right now. There no. is. There not absolutely the is a time and, the, and a place. <laughs> Golden Knights, we are here to discuss hockey, obviously. Yeah, of course. Last night. What else did we talk about? Last night, Sunday night, they beat the Anaheim Ducks. They sure did. They sure did. And they beat them handily, even though they gave up the first goal, which has not uh, boded well for this I, team so honestly, far. Honestly, I forgot. You I forgot, forgot that they, scored. That you they that... were at one point losing for like 20 seconds. Yeah. And then they came back and they were just like, hey, so we're going to score all the goals from this point. For, well, no, they did get a second one like late, but it like, late, didn't late, even, late, like, late, late. Garbage it, time goal. It was already done by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was really important for the team, especially giving up the first goal, because they have done that a lot this season. And as we talked about last week, they've done so early on in periods within the first minute or really late in the last minute of, of periods. And I believe the the scoring opened about five minutes into play last night. Ryan Getzlaf uh, collects a pass from behind the net after Marc-Andre Fleury whiffed on a poke check attempt, which totally happens. It's yeah. okay. It's fine. Uh, but I I was really pleased with how that how the team responded because I think it was within two minutes. Uh, Mark Stone. I, oh, God. The, it was like 30 seconds. Right. The Ducks player put the puck on their own net. It hit the crossbar, and it <laughs> died in the crease. But Mark Stone, a.k.a. the connoisseur of doing the little things. Right. Goes for the rebound, crashes the net always, and just happens to whack at the puck that yeah. had trickled behind him. And all of a sudden, it's one to one. And then they add a second help, uh, a second goal. 
not not too not too long after. And so it was a very different type of first period from this team, a very different type of game from the Golden Knights that we've seen at least in the last week or so because since we went on the air for the first time last week, they've played three or four games and it hasn't been the kindest week for the Golden Knights. Yeah, it was a uh, it was kind of rough a little bit. And you know what? I got to admit just straight up I didn't see a couple of those games. And I'm particularly happy that I didn't see their game on Friday. Well, that's an excellent problem to have because what do you know? I have all of the scores for from the week that was. Would you look at that? Uh, would you look at this? We actually. It's tried. almost as if we came prepared. We did come prepared. So last Monday, obviously when we were on the air, the the game right. against Philadelphia was just finishing up. Right, right. They got the butts kicked. Yes, they it did. was bad. It was not nice. The next night they go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. They've won three cups in the last 15 years. They're a good team, but they are not the team that yeah, won they're, three they're, cups. They're, they're quite <laughs> they are now. they are rebuilding, but they're a couple years into that rebuild with a new young coach after firing Joel Quenville. Around this time last year, that seems like a long time ago. It does. And, and it seems like it's been like three years. Yeah, since it's it weird. It's weird. And obviously, Quen- uh, Quenville, one of the best coaches in the NHL, is now the head coach of the Florida Panthers this season. And for a few seasons, I'm guessing he's he's a decent coach. I would, I would say. Yeah. They, the Golden Knights end up stealing that game after trailing pretty much the entire contest and tying it up super late after a great performance from uh, Chicago's netminder, Robin Leonard, mm. and end up winning 2-1 to one in a shootout. And then, Shea Theodore. Shea, Shea Theodore. Theodore, the winner. With the winner. He is low-key, like, amazing on the shootout. Oh, and like, he's, he's trying to make sure he stays low-key. I know, Because yeah. he said that in the post-game comments. They're like, oh, do you have a bag of tricks? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, 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 I don't yeah, have any bags. Not, I don't have any tricks. I don't have anything. any bags of tricks. Right. Like, I have nothing. I am just Shea Theodore, the defenseman. Don't even look at me. And... <laughs> He he converted. He's kind of like he's kind of like Marcia So. Like Marcia So is one of those players that if you put him out there for a shootout, you know that he's going to take the right shot. And most of the time, yeah, it's the same yeah. type of shot for Marcia So by going down and just basically trying to snipe a uh, blocker side. So on the right right hand side of the goaltenders, but. Theodore, man, he's he got some the, mittens, man. He does he's some got fancy something. stuff. He like, does. He's got hands. I remember he had one. I think he just like, I don't. He he's just got these moves, and you don't realize because he's a defenseman, you don't see it a ton. Because normally his job is to distribute the puck to the forwards out of the defensive Which zone. Which you need what to do? What was that? What, what, to distribute the puck out of the zone to pass the puck. What you, do you need? You need puck skill. You need yeah. You, you need, need puck hands, handling you need skills. The, you need the silky mitts. The, but the like, silky mitts. You don't see like every once in a while you'll see him do that end to end rush, mm-hmm. and he just like coast to coast. You dekes, say dekes somebody out of their skates, mm-hmm. and like everyone's like, oh wow, that's awesome, like cool. But like you don't get to see him do it on a break. Like defensemen just don't really. No, you you typically don't choose defensemen yeah. to take. Shots in the shootout. It, do, do, it doesn't happen very often. Put Theodore out there hey, every time. If it can, if so he converts, you shootout. have to do it. If Mark Andre Fleury goes out there and snipes three out of four, you got to put him in the shootout to take a shot. Like that's <laughs> yeah, just straight right. up. If you're in the business of winning, which is I that, believe is that allowed? No, definitely it, not. Because you know what? It should be. It should be. It absolutely. It would be fun, be. and it would be fun if they were like you. Don't, you could use a forward stick, but we're not going to give you gloves because there's nothing more awkward looking than a goalie skating without gloves with a forward stick and trying to like dangle. It's yeah. really weird looking. It's yeah. it's enjoyable. I, I, I imagine it would. It's be. enjoyable. So they wrap up their long road trip last week with that shootout win against the. Well, I don't really like the Blackhawks. They have great jerseys, but I don't like them. Great jerseys, yeah. Um, and then they played on Friday against the Colorado Avalanche, which happened to be one of the best teams in the NHL, and they showed it. And remember, on last week's nightcap, I said that oh. that game against Colorado would kind of be their litmus test. You did. That would be the game where if they, like, this is the, honestly, probably the best team in the NHL right now. 
Yeah. To me, I think the Avs are are number one. And they lost. The and, and they lost days earlier. One, their best player. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know if I could yeah, yeah, yeah. put put Ronton as their best player because they have I mean, so much talent of, in that yeah, roster. McKinnon's probably. But he wasn't even playing. Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing too is just that they weren't at full strength and they just dominated. Yeah. Now you were at your your day job, so unfortunately you weren't there to be be at. The it was game. the Nevada day. It was Nevada oh. day. Nevada right. Day is a thing. First it is of a all. thing, it is, and it's a good thing. You know, it's it's the independence of of Nevada. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the day it became a state or something. Which is actually on Halloween, but they moved it. I don't know. Right? Why. Yeah, it, well, we're not natives, in case you can't tell. Yeah, all of no, our we listeners. have no idea. We knows pretty much nothing. No, honestly, no, no, really. we know in nothing general. about nothing really. Yeah, so. yeah. But like, I I I saw that it was going to be a three o'clock game. I'm like, of course, of course. Perfect. Yep. Just what I was hoping. Guess what? You get to sit at your desk. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm glad that I was sitting at my desk because uh, not so good. You didn't miss not much. Very good. You did not miss much. That and was and, actually and bad. uh before that game, before the second period was even really halfway done, a little bit past halfway done, Mark Andre Fleury was pulled for the first time right. this season. And that had not occurred until or, or since the opening night of last season, I believe. And so Right, yeah. Uh, against Drew, the Flyers. And uh Garrett Sparks. One of the backup goaltenders who's right. not who now is with the AHL Wolves. They just got sent down. More on that later. Don't right, worry, people. Right. We are going to get you all caught up on everything. There's a lot happening right now. Um, but he came in for, in relief because Flurry A was getting shelled, yeah. and B he wasn't playing that well. Yeah, he wasn't. And nobody else wants to say that. Everybody thinks that Flur- that Flurry is blameless and everything. And I'm a huge fan of Mark Andre Flurry. And we're going to get into this during the third. goalies have not great nights. Yeah, every once in a and, while. and it's a thing. Yep, like you know, absolutely. It, when it does, it's no big deal. Absolutely. Like, they learn from it, especially a veteran goaltender like Mark mm-hmm. Andre. Like, they learn from Well, not even learn from it. It's just like they just, they rebound. Like, at this point in his career, he just rebounds. Yep, like, yep. And we're going to we're gonna do him. a little bit of a deeper dive in the third segment for the dump and chase segment that always takes place on the, during the 35th minute of our hour-long show here. Look at us go. We are on fire. We are on flaming. And so, gosh, <laughs> there you go. So after that game against the Avalanche, people were not happy. Yeah. Fans weren't happy. Rightfully P- so. Players weren't happy. If, Coach right. wasn't happy at all. If this team, I know a lot of people are going into the season saying, like, the Golden Knights are, like, a legit Stanley Cup contender. I mm-hmm. saw a lot of people saying that on Twitter. Okay, they are. Cool. They cool. are. Go out, and, go out and beat the best team in the league then. Yeah, they are. And, and, and then they lost 6-1. to one. And But the thing that is about this, Ryan, there's no, there's tomorrow. There is. We have a no, game tomorrow. It's just one game. It's, it's, it's just one game. It is still so, yeah. October, which we, is the we, same month that this this season started. In. The, the Knights face them what two more times this season? Yeah, they usually so they go three two, four times out of division, not the yeah, same yeah. conference. So mm-hmm. they have two more times probably to beat them again. Sure. And I mean, if you win those next two or one of those, I mean, that's I mean, great, cool, right? But just saying, the first time that they faced the best team in the NHL right now, they got their butts kicked, and yep. it was ugly. Yep, and so. obviously, when they fe- face them in in the future, and just like any other team, teams go through different growing periods during right, the season. Right. Just like how Rontanen was out for the Avalanche that night, this team was missing a few key players as well, and some of some of whom have not we haven't seen yet this year because Sh- they they have had some key players on Schmitt, the IR. Yeah. Schmidt, Tuck, Subban. Again, more on that next segment. Right, right, but. That leads us to last night against the Anaheim Ducks, in which they beat them five to two, and they responded about as well as you could possibly. Yes, and right. and and like we said at the beginning of the segment, they got scored on first. It kind of had all of those elements in there that you're like, uh oh, is this about to get super ugly? Because the right. Ducks have been playing pretty pretty good hockey, and they're and they're, they're John Gibson's the top. been crazy good, mm-hmm. like stupidly good this entire season. And he and was good last night. He but was. He was forty nine shots. He was about done. 
about halfway through the second. I he's felt like, bad yeah, no, for John I'm Gibson. good. Yeah. He, yeah, he was he was ready to be done last night, and that's a tough job. And I almost right. feel he's going to waste with that franchise because he is a very, very good goaltender, and I just don't see how that team climbs out of whatever hole they find themselves in at least a couple months down the road because I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they're not going to be able to keep up the pace that they have been, yeah. uh, those being the Anaheim Ducks. But a win is a win, and it, it was a good win. It wasn't just – that like the it Chicago was win. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. the Chicago this win where you, did, where you had to win. steal it, and it, and it, it was a dominant win that they scored a bunch in the in the first period, and after that they just kind of like coasted, and and yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the way that the rest of that game played. I thought they were much better defensively. Did they coast, though? I they uh, did and they didn't. They didn't score again. Yes, that's a better point. But Fair they enough. they were firing shots on net like the entire third period looked like a power play. Yep. So yep. All right, well, we need to take our first breather tonight. It's time to go to our first intermission. When we come back, Ryan and I are going to get into the night's Twitter, in-game entertainment at T-Mobile Arena, and what the reinfusion of Nate Schmidt and Alex Tuck do to this Golden Knights roster. My name is Lindsey Brown, and that's Ryan Quigley. This is The Nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140, streaming on the Radio.com app. Unfiltered hockey talk for Golden Knights fans. It's the Nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the Nightcap. As we kick off the second segment of the show, we would like to remind you that if you've missed the first part of our show, this part of the show, the next part of the show, you can find all of that and re-listen to any of our shows and all that in a bag of chips on CBSSportsRadio1140.com or subscribe to our Feed on the Apple podcast that will be up within 24 hours or listen on demand on the radio.com app. My name is Lindsay Brown, your host of the Nightcap. Always and forever, you can find me on Twitter at LindsayBrown35 or on the Instagrams at Linz, no E-Y, Brown35. Joining me this evening for the second week in a row, Ryan Quigley. It's me. It is you. What is up, guys? How is everyone doing? You can't answer, but I'm hoping you're doing well. Ryan, where can we find, reach, stalk you? Stalk me on the line. Yeah, not in real life. Not in real life. We're not real stalkers. This is a PG family show. Of course, obviously. Yes. Um, You can find me on the Twitter machine at rp underscore quigs. That's right. Oh, that's right. Air horns, baby. All right. Well, last for the first part of the show, we kind of recapped last week for the Knights of where they are, where we're feeling, how they're playing. They uh, beat the Anaheim Ducks last night to get back to the winning ways. They will be facing off against Montreal this Thursday. A few days in between Halloween. I know Halloween Halloween on Thursday. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. The NHL usually doesn't do a ton of Halloween games because Halloween typically falls on weekdays. It's a tough bit. Families, kids. Uh, no offense, Halloween's kind of the day it's really like, we're not going to go to the rink. We got something else to do. Right, right. But I will be there. I think you will be there on I Thursday. I will not. I will actually be on. So this is, I, I might not survive on Halloween. So Hold ha- on, let me write this down. Halloween <laughs> Halloween night, I'm taking, I'm not only flying in an airplane thousands of feet Fly above the earth, bird. I'm flying on a Spirit Airlines flight. Oh, so well, I'm definitely good luck dying. to you. I, there's no way I'm, I'm living through that. Yeah, they flight, charge you so. for oxygen on there. Yeah. No. And uh, that is the official airline of collegiate spring breakers worldwide. Right. Is yeah. Spirit Airlines. Definitely uh, crashing into some. Yeah, we will, yeah, we will be sending thoughts and more thoughts towards your way that night. <laughs> and we will, Thanks. We'll, we will miss you at, the, at T-Mobile Arena. Yeah. But you were there last night, even though you weren't there on Friday. You missed the loss against the Avalanche. Luckily. But... Twitter was especially funny last night, and you were especially funny last night on Twitter during the Knights game. And I want to get into this, guys, not just because I want to promote Ryan and I just 
because I want to talk about this because Why I find it so to... funny. Yeah. But as an overarching conversation, I feel like the Golden Knights in-game entertainment. Oh, it's the best. And, and Knights social media presence and just Knights Twitter specifically right. is a very important part of the community here for the Golden Knights. And it's a very important part of pretty much all sports teams in general these days. Social media presence and in-game presentations are very important for fan retention. But before we get into all of the educational, really just deep dive on the really specifics, let's talk about your tweets. Yes. All right. So let's read the original tweet that started it all, Ryan. Yeah. All right. So for those of you who don't who don't follow the Knights on Twitter or you just didn't see it, I believe it was the second intermission. I believe so. Alex Tuck basically took over the Golden Knights Twitter account. And he, Who's been out because he's been Yeah, he's been, been out a little bit, so he was up in the press box. And, like, we saw him. We, he was right over there, and he was, mm-hmm. like, you know, doing the thing. And so he tweeted out, like, hey, guys, it's Tuck. Like, send me your questions. It'll be a fun Q&A or whatever mm-hmm. during the period or during the uh, intermission or whatever. Yep. So he sent that out. And first, like, just me being the massive troll that I am. No. I decided to uh, just, you know, kind of sabotage the little Q&A. And so um, immediately, without even a second thought, I just immediately said, why did my wife leave me? <laughs> and I, I tweeted at, at the Knights account, and I didn't get a response. This, and this is the, the interesting part. That original tweet that he sent out got deleted for some reason. I wonder why. And then they tweeted out the thing again. And so I was like, okay, you're not fooling me. And so I said, oh, wow. then I said the same thing again. Why did my wife leave me, Alex? And uh, I said his name this time just mm-hmm. to, you know, yep. make it more personal. Um, and then uh, no response. So I waited about a minute and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just keep sending him stuff. And so sent him, um, who did you vote for? <laughs> um but and and granted, is this from the Knights to, from the Knights on Ice Twitter account or from your personal? This is from account? the Knights on Ice Twitter account. So and that's another Twitter you should probably follow. Yeah, at Knights on Ice, it's great. Yep. Um and uh, yeah. And so did you get a response from any of your tweets? No we response. Don't, we don't want to go through each and every single one because I want to drive actual followers to your account. We don't want <laughs> right, to give right. away the goods. But it is interesting. I guess I'm not surprised that they didn't respond to you because those are kind of personal questions yeah. to, to be sending to I, Alex I will Tuck. say, I did ask him, do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? That, Which, now, that is the content and, and debate we're looking to yes. settle this year. Which, that is that I mean, is something that needs to be obviously, addressed. Obviously, yes, it is. It is uh, a sandwich. And if you disagree, uh, you're wrong. I don't bad. agree, but that yeah, can I mean, be revisited at a later date. Not surprising because you're just a subpar human anyway, so that's all right. Oh, but, wow. But, you know, it's... Things are uh, being fired. Thank you for having me on your show, you're, You are so welcome. I'm not happy you're going out of town <laughs> at all. At all. Um, and so he did respond to someone else's question, is a taco a sandwich? And he said, no, and neither is a hot dog. I find, so I, I wonder. Yeah. Uh, I find it interesting that he was available on Twitter last night I and that yeah. he just happens to be available and on the ice. We, we didn't talk about it in the first segment. We should definitely let mm-hmm. everybody know in case they haven't found out that Alex Tuck, Nate Schmidt, and Malcolm Subban were all participants in practice today, which is new. All of those guys have been out for for varying degrees, right. lower body, upper body, very specific type of injuries for the NHL. Uh, but Schmidt's been out since the opening game in the first period in which he Went down hard and it looked real that nasty. Looked so bad. But he turned out to be okay. He skated right. today. Tuck uh he went down got chopped in the, the Kings games. the Kings yeah. preseason game, the one that took place on a Friday on uh, September twenty seventh. He's been out and obviously we talked about last week on the nightcap about how he threw out the first puck 
at the watch along party <laughs> yes. at the Las Vegas yeah. ballpark and they made him wear a protective hockey glove on his non-throwing hand. And we yeah. were just not about that life. And then Malcolm Subban was injured uh, in his first start of the year against the Arizona Coyotes and uh, had to be taken out after the first period and Marc-Andre Fleury went into relief. So right, right. it is very important that these players are back with this roster and all of them for differing degrees. But the person that I think is most important uh, is Nate Schmidt. Lots of lots of defensive issues to start off the season yeah. for for the Knights, uh, but we can get more into that later. Let's circle back to the, that social media thing. And so when I when I talk about that with the, with the way that they reach out to people, the way that the Knights brand themselves on social media, that has a direct effect on the fan base. Right? right. It's how oh, you yeah. interact. It's how yeah. you view the game, and especially for a fan base that knew ho- there was hockey here before, but there wasn't NHL hockey, and so. What do you when you think about Knights Twitter, just Knights in general in terms of the fan base, where do you think the fan base is on social media? Are they negative? Are they positive? Are they more meme heavy? Are they the fan base? Yes, the fan oh, they're base. Positive. They're positive. This is a very positive. Do you think fan that's base. unique? Um That's a great question. I I I guess I should ask that question in a better way. Because to only... a degree of positivity in comparison to other teams, do you feel like they are unique? On a scale of one to ten, I would say that they're like an an eight or nine out of ten in terms of positivity. And this is fan and fans tweeting in. So if you like yeah. did the hashtag Vegas Born, which is the one that a lot of us use, or right, right. just going on the night going through Knights Twitter during the games and with other markets as an example, they're not most markets aren't like that. I was about to say, like, I feel like in Maybe it's just because this is a newer team and a lot like so far there's been nothing but success for this team. Right. And so there's really nothing to be mad about, really. You know, I mean, you know, there's still people who are upset about the uh, the, the loss in, in game seven, which. What? I, people are still sore about that? Only a little bit. No. Only a little. Did you know? Pretty crazy. I, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And, and so, But, like, aside from that, I feel like there's a whole lot of positivity in this fan base, which, and the only, the two other fan bases that I know very, very well inside and out are the Minnesota Wilds fan base and the Philadelphia Flyers fan base. I'm going to go on a limb and say Philadelphia isn't exactly a beacon <laughs> of positivity when it comes to their so hockey negative. team or just life in general. So negative. And so are the Wilds. Same with Minnesota. Wild, Minnesota you want, but you know what the difference is? They just embrace the suck. And they're just like, yeah, we suck. And this is how we're going to fix it. Yeah. And, like, everyone, it's, it's very different from Vegas. Extremely right. different. Right. And, and, and we knew this. And everyone knows the, the special kind of mixture that, they, that we have down here in the Las Vegas area in, in, in terms of comparing them to other markets, more traditional hockey markets up in right, the north, up right. in Canada. And I'm personally fascinated a lot by social media presence, by the way teams pre- that present themselves in-game. I was talking to you about this before we went on the air of how impressed I am with whoever does the in-game production for the Knights it's in terms so of what they put up on the Jumbotron. Yeah. Because it is so unique. And if and if you don't really know what I'm talking about, you're like, what do you mean? Like, what? where is all this? Everybody else, when they're on Twitter during the game, they're reporting, they're putting up stats, you're making GIFs, that's what you do. Right, right. Um, I sometimes provide analysis, but I mostly just try to take videos of the Jumbotron, what's going on around the arena, because I just find it a really unique way to create an, a shared experience within every, everyone, and I want to put that out to people. Right. But the meme ability, the use of the internet culture in their production is something that I did not see in Minnesota. I have not seen in other places. Now, I haven't been to every single uh, arena in the greater North American continent, but I'm guessing that it's pretty unique. Yeah. And there's a lot that I can unpack. There's so many different things that I find 
really, really nice, really engaging for the fans. And I think that's what helps create that home ice advantage in T-Mobile Arena because it is electric in there when it's bumping. And Everything it's about it. dead yeah. in there when it's dead. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how, how the, the team moves forth in the, in the coming years and based off the, how the team does, how the fans react to that. Mm-hmm. But either way, whatever we're in right now, it's working for me. I hope it's working oh, it's for working. you. I think it's working for all the fans. Really. I think I think it's working because it's it's doing it's it right. a hell of a time right. when you're at the arena, and it's almost like that hockey itself is secondary to what what's going on in yeah. the arena. It's a show. It's really. a, it's yeah. an absolute show, and if anybody knows how to do shows, it is the Las town Vegas. of Las Vegas. Right. It is the town of Las Vegas. All right, we need to take another intermission. When we come back on the other side of the break. It's time for an extra special weekly segment that always falls during the 35th minute of the show called Dump and Chase. If you don't know what that means, good. Ryan and I will bring you up to speed on the other side. My name is Lindsey Brown. That's Ryan Quigley. This is the Nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140 and streaming on the Radio.com app. Time for a little Dump and Chase. The Nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140. Hey, how are you? And welcome to the Nightcap Live show. We are just about to get underway with our weekly Dump and Chase segment here. But before we proceed, if you did happen to miss our first part of the show or the last segment that we just did, you can go back and listen back to anything Nightcap related or Vegas Golden Knights related on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com or subscribe to our brand new feed on Apple Podcasts or on demand on radio.com app. My name is Lindsey Brown, your host of the Nightcap. Always and forever, you can find me on Twitter at LindseyBrown35. I am also joined by SB Nation's Ryan Quigley. Ryan, what do you do and where can we find your doings? Well, really, I do nothing um, of uh, value. Um, but if you want to see the things that I do for just, you know, uh, no good reason whatsoever, no, my hockey stuff, it's great. You can find me on Twitter at RP underscore Quigs. Oh, yeah, right. buddy. All right. Excellent. Great <laughs> use of the buttons, Mark. You're doing great. You're doing awesome. So, like I said, dump and chase segment occurs each and every week during the 35th minute segment that we have here in the show. If you're wondering what dump and chase means in normal terms, normal hockey terms, it is when a team has puck possession and attempts to throw or shoot or pass super hard the puck into the opposing team's defensive zone in effort to either go for check and attempt to regain that possession of the puck and create some scoring chances or to get that line changed. Our version of dump and chase is literally me throwing out a topic or a stream of consciousness or a random thought that I've had in the last week about Golden Knights hockey or just life. Uh, Ryan, you'll be participating. Hopefully you'll bring some thoughts today and going forward. Not next, right. not next week, but we'll see. We, we will have to see if you make the cut. Uh, and sometimes we'll get through a... a, a a bunch of different topics, and sometimes we're only get through one or two. It's just kind of a whatever random type of segment. So I have a few thoughts to start out our dub and chase segment. Number one, ba-na-na-na-na. booing of the refs. It drives me nuts, Ryan. It really does. And we talked about this last our, our last segment in the show about how there is still some hard feelings in this fan base to the refs get because over of it. the guy. I know. Get over. It. I was getting there. Like, seriously, get over it. Like I get it. If you want to do it. Like the next game, mm-hmm. that's fine. They couldn't last year because it was game seven and their season All right, was over. Wh- why are you trying to alienate people? <laughs> this is our second week but, on the air. But but I- now that this season they're still going at it with the booing, it's like, guys, yeah, it sucked. 
that game seven was awful. Like, yes. it was so hard on everybody. It was, yeah. it was so, but now at this point, it was, oh, was it like, it's been over a half a year at this point, hasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, enough time has transpired right. by, by a lot. And it's not so much, it's booing the refs, but it's booing them when they're first skating out on the ice when they're it's about to start the game. Happening. It's booing them when any sort of penalty is called against the Knights when it's actually a penalty. Like, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. Bad penalties are called. We stick with the negative memories rather than right. the positive ones. This is normal biology. This is just psych 101. Yeah. But I just, I don't like it when it's just automatically, you're saying, ref, boo him. Yeah, boo yeah. him. Like, just... Save it. If it's a bad call, boo them. Do it. Yeah. But you just you have to. There's a time and a place. Otherwise, it loses its impact. And I just feel like I don't want the fan base to just be automatically the refs. Don't we don't right. like them? We they never help us with anything. There have been favorable calls for the Knights, the first season in their existence last year, this year. It's sometimes people mess up. Look at the NFL refing situation. Oh my that God. thing is an absolute it's a disaster. Joke. It's a total joke. every year, every mm. year for all teams. So it's not just us. It's not just your team. Don't boo them. They are here to do a job and to keep Instead, everybody safe. It's like it's like people are trying to like avenge the loss and give. Yes, it. and it's just like you know. Yes. Here's a better way to do it. And, or I mean, at least keep the loss alive. Yeah. So to, dumb. to me, to me, the best. This is how I dealt with like getting over that loss. Again, it was hard for everybody, media fans. I, if you follow me on Twitter, you see, I'm always making references to that loss in a very. Uh, Kind of ridiculous way. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like it. It's fun. It's funny to me because now, at this point, it's like making fun of yourself. It you is. know what I mean? Make it fun is. of yourself. Make fun of your own team. It's it's fine. It's in the past. Who cares? You yep. Know? You're right. So, All right. Next know. one. Dump a chase. Excellent. All right. Discuss this a little bit in the first segment. Mark Andre Fleury. I call this dump and chase. Eternally okay. forgiven, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. I get it, you guys. I get that Mark Andre Fleury is. Pretty much the most popular person west of Denver at this point, at least in the hockey market. Like he's yeah. he is the person. Every time they announce the starting lineup at the game, he is the loud. He, the crowd cheers the loudest for him, and it's not even close. And yeah. it's deafening every single time he makes a save, and he makes a lot of them. And he's done so for a very long time. Three cups to the resume. He is one of the best goalies of all time, Mark Andre Fleury is. Yes, and we are the the Golden Knights are lucky to have him and to have him playing as well as he has been playing, mm-hmm. at least through through the season. Mark Andre Fleury did not have a good game on Friday night against the Colorado Avalanche. He got pulled, and he didn't get pulled for the because he was bad. He got pulled for the reason because the entire team it was, was so bad. bad. The entire team and and sometimes when teams are literally circling the drain in game. You got to look for a spark to to help change something. And a lot of times the only option that you really have to get the team going and, and the coach is to be like I'm going to pull the goalie. Right. Because at least then you're like, "Yo, we had to pull our starters. So you guys better get your S together yeah. because the backup's in there because you've ruined the first guy tonight. So at least help this guy out." Right. M- Mark Andre Floyd did not play that well on Friday. And that's okay. They've been riding him hard, especially with Malcolm Subban being injured. Now Oscar Dansk had a start against Philadelphia. Uh, obviously Sparks out sometime after being pulled. But we need to be a little more realistic on how we approach these guys. Because, yes, he plays goalie like a god. But he is a hu- he is human. Right. So and we need to be critical of humans. After every loss, th- just the normal instinct is just to try and find someone to point the finger at. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's a bad loss like that, I feel like so many people just say, like, well, it can't be Flurry. 
I mean, right, but that's different. Every across the board historically with hockey, it's always goalie. Yeah, goalie. Well, always, yeah, you're right. And always. most people blame the goalie. In this right. market, they don't, and that's so interesting. It's very interesting in how the psychology of this and, fan base works. And luckily, rarely does Flurry have a truly bad. Yes, game. he's just so. Most nights, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And when he does have a bad game, I feel like people are just so shocked about it that it's just like oh, well, it's I mean, an anomaly. They're like, there's no, they there's must no have played poorly in front of him because otherwise, why wouldn't he play well? Because yeah. he always does. But like you said, news flash, he is a human being. And goalie, this is a normal thing in the NHL. Even the best goalies, even mm-hmm. the best best goalies in hockey, have off nights. Yeah. They don't. Heck, they, they have just off. They well. have off seasons. They yeah. have half off. They have. Sergey Bobrovsky. I remember a few years ago, like it was the, I think it was like towards the, you know, I think the first. He's won a few Vesnas. Yeah, like signed he, a big contract with uh, to play down in the Panthers with Joel Quenville. Yeah, he comes out and they, people were asking him about you know his poor play at the time, and he was just like, I have zero confidence right now. And yeah, to, have, to say that as a yes. goalie, yes. oh my god, oh, that's rock. Bottom. We have like two percent to begin with, but if we're down to zero, <laughs> yeah. like we need to get this guy at least a new water bottle or something right, to get him right. excited to get back to the rink. But I just, I want people to understand at least the way that I come at it and just how other people will come at it with Marc-Andre Fleury and how he plays. Because, and I'll, I'll get a little more specific. If you watch how he played on Friday, he made some good saves, but yeah. he was sliding everywhere. He was overplaying a lot of the pucks, and, and he was just kind of disjointed in his movements. He's usually very smooth. He has some of the best footwork I've ever seen. And it's definitely yeah. something that I've gained an appreciation for since moving here because I wasn't the hugest Marc Andre Fleury fan historically, but since last couple years, obviously he's turned th- some things around and being in Vegas and kind of seeing how he works and getting to know him a little bit more personally. He's a he is one of the he is a freak. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a physical freak, unbelievable. Yeah. And and you could just tell he wasn't tracking the puck well. His eyes, he, he was looking for, he was searching for a lot, and he's usually lasered in on that stuff. But. Let's just move on from that. Mark Andre Fleury is a human being. Ryan, you have a you have a dump and chase. Yeah, uh, I do. I do, and oh. I mentioned this on Twitter. I, I don't know, you know, how many people agree or whatever, but there's no visual evidence to support this. I don't think Chance, the mascot, the Gila Monster, can skate. This is a problem. I don't. I have never seen the Golden Knights mascot skate before. This is I, still well, a problem. All right, all right. So I've never I've never seen him skate on home ice. There is. Video footage of him skating at the All-Star mascot game a couple years ago. Mm. But was that really? Does that really count, though? Because they're making I mean, them do it. They're making them. I mean, it, yeah, they're making him do it. But we, like you said, there's no evidence to support this otherwise. And this is something that we need figured out. I saw. I, so I watched a Penguins game a couple days ago. I'm sorry. And I saw, I saw Iceberg, their Penguin guy, right after they win, flying around. Faster than McDavid with a with a flag, slight exaggeration with a fl- <laughs> with a flag going, and he's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my god, that guy can say, what's Chance doing? Yeah, he doesn't know how to skate. Chance, if you need if you need help, I I, I am more than happy to help you learn how to skate one on one. We can just get some time and 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 do that and get you right, right on your way. Every time Chance is on the ice, he's just wearing slippers. He's not. Yeah, he's just walking. That's pretty around. bad. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta get some skates on, bud. Yeah, that, I mean, yep. Be, yep, we can. There's plenty of opportunities for open skates. So, chance, if you need lessons, DM me on this Twitter. This is a ch- ch- chance. I believe in you. This is this is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong, bud. Yep. Prove Last me wrong. one before we go to our next break. 
I need the Flames unis. I need the home, uni, them, the throwback yeah. unis, the home ones, the red ones, and the ones that they wore in the Heritage Classic. All Full of the time. time. Yeah. I need them. I'm sorry. I, I know that Flames are a division rival. I don't care. The, 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 the like, unis are amazing. too lit. Yeah. It's too lit. And we just that's what I need in my life. I need both of those jerseys uh, amongst many other jerseys that are on Obviously my list. Obviously the Flyers jerseys. Yeah, I know you those want those. are super high up on my list. Very high up on my list. But <laughs> they're not. Flames unis must have. All right. We have one final intermission before we wrap up the nightcap for this week. Uh, my name is Lindsey Brown. That is Ryan Quigley. And this is the Nightcap Live on CBS Sports Radio 1140 and streaming on the Radio.com app. The Nightcap. That's a uh, night with a K, as in Golden Knights. Duh. On CBS Sports Radio 1140. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, how are you? This is the final segment, at least for this week, of the Nightcap Show. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can find that on sports or CBSSportsRadio1140.com. Uh, listen to it on demand on the CBS Sports Radio app. Yeah. I'm good at reading. And uh, we are going to have everything up on an Apple podcast stream. My name is Lindsey Brown. I am your host for the Nightcap. And... I am joined by Ryan Quigley, who will not join us next week. Unfortunately, not. for the first time, at least for the radio side of the Nightcap Show here, uh, you will not be here. Where will you be? I will be at the exact moment that this is going on. Um, I will probably be in an airplane, a Spirit Airline airline flight, mm-hmm. uh, probably crashing somewhere. Okay, let's not so. put that into the ether, shall we? <laughs> That's Ryan. <laughs> that literally, literally going to be me. <laughs> Yep, as you're holding your breath and hopefully buying snacks before you get on the plane because otherwise it's yeah. going to cost you on the Spirit Airlines, which we I'm need sure to pray is great. for her. Amen. But <laughs> you didn't let the rest of it play. Oh, man. All right. Final segment of the week here for the Nightcap. Let's take a look at the week ahead. Just two games this week. Right. Uh, one on Thursday on Halloween night against the Montreal Canadiens. Who are, where did I put their record here? There they are. They're a weird team. They are a weird team because they've beaten some people and they've gotten beaten real bad by some bad teams. I can't decide if if they're good or not. Uh, Well, I'll tell you, they're right around the middle because they are 5-4-2 with 12 points, fifth in the Atlantic division. Uh, They will play at T-Mobile Arena at 7 p.m. on Thursday. I assume Carey Price will be in net. And uh, if you don't know who Carey Price is, he's a pretty dang good goalie. So... If uh, Fleury plays, which I assume that he will as well, it should be a really cool matchup for the Knights, and uh, hopefully they get a hopefully they get a W there. That would be a fun goalie duel. But now that we're talking about it, it's going to be like a five six, like six five game. Yeah, I just the Canadians are one of those teams that's been a general dumpster fire for a while. But for some reason, there are some good feelings for them this season. I just don't see. I can't really name that many guys on their roster that are worth a damn. It's just like Shea Weber is probably one of their highest paid players. And he just shaved his beard today, so we don't know what kind of game he's yeah, bringing. Right. And if you don't know Shea Weber, he has pro- – I, I think he probably still has the hardest shot in the NHL. He was oh the, my the captain of the Predators for years. He's a yeah. defenseman and was traded for P.K. Subban uh, two or three summers ago um, with the between the, the right. Devils and the Preds. Well, let's see. All right, so you got Weber, who like mm-hmm. he's a little older. You got Max Domi. Mm-hmm. You got Thomas Tatar. Thomas Tatar. Ta-ta! We know him around here, don't we? 
Yeah, we, yeah. We, briefly. Slightly. A brief yeah. encounter. I, that was a bad encounter. <laughs> they it were, wasn't great. I don't think Knights fans were very happy with Tata. What was that? Tatar. Oh, okay. I was yeah. just clarifying. <laughs> Ta-ta. You haven't seen that video? That, no, that I have not. Set? I oh, seem dude. to have missed that one. Oh, good stuff. Uh, the Knights have a few days off, obviously, before that that uh, Halloween night game against the Montreal Canadiens. And then they will have two days in between before they take on the Winnipeg Jets at home as well on the 2nd at 7 p.m. The Jets are 6-6 six and six with 12 points, 4th in the Central Division. The Jets have, like, literally nobody on defense. No. Like they have Neil Pionk. <laughs> yeah, I, is is there? Do you know anything about Dustin Bufflin? If he's coming back, if he's going to come I back to that team, I haven't heard anything about that. Because he took, like, a, he's t- in case you don't know, he took a step away from the team before the regular season started. I think he's just on personal leave for yeah. a while. He's he's taken some time. Like they suspended him for two games mm. be- because yeah, they suspended him for two games because some reason. Like they had to. Like mm. it wasn't like oh like you know, screw you, we're going to suspend you. It was like, oh, well, according to this, like, we have to. So, um, and I think it's because he missed, like, some part of training camp or something. Uh, something like that. I yeah, can't... and and Big Buff has a lot of miles on him. He was part of uh, a right. couple of those cup-winning teams in Chicago. Mm. Big defenseman, throws his weight around, and is definitely getting up there in age. He's a large boy. He's a large boy who has definitely been a big part of that team. Uh, they have Patrick Laine, who just re-signed uh, – Kind of a bridge deal because a lot of the restricted yeah. free agents now are looking to get money early on, which is fine as long as they can back it up. But Patrick Line, who is absolutely lethal from the Alexander Ovechkin spot on the power play, a.k.a. right off uh, basically the face-off circle of the left yeah, face-off, left face-off circle, circle in, yeah. the, in the offensive zone. So he's definitely something to watch out for. And obviously their captain, Blake Wheeler, Huge human, very good player. Mark Shifley is a very good player. They Oh, Shifley's crazy. They were definitely destined to be – not just cup challengers, but if if you were to think that you were to pick somebody in the Western Conference Finals in the in the first year of the Knights' existence to make it out, even though it didn't actually transpire, it would have right. been the Jets. It would have been the Jets for me. I thought that was going to be it for Vegas that year. Really, I thought I was like, oh my god, like that. How are they going to get through that? Right. Well, that'll do it for us here for the Nightcap Show. You can find all of our stuff on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com on the uh, Radio.com app or on the Apple Podcast feed. My name is Lindsey Brown. That is Ryan Quigley. Mark, thank you for pressing all the right buttons. This is the Nightcap Podcast on CBS Sports Radio 1140 and on this Radio.com app.